Welcome to Sherna Talks Beauty. I'm your host, Sherna Malone, and I love nothing more than a good chat. From skincare to self-care, makeup to menopause, no topic is off limits. So get ready to learn and be inspired as we embrace all forms of beauty and discover how to look and feel your best inside and out. This week's episode is brought to you by Menoactive, your menopause super supplement from Revive Active. Menoactive is a comprehensive menopause super supplement containing 31 active ingredients delivered in a unique daily powdered sachet and one daily capsule to support your menopause journey. To find out more, talk to your local health food store, pharmacy, or visit reviveactive.com. Welcome back to Sherna Talks Beauty. How is everyone? I hope you're all well. I'm in the treatment room this morning recording this intro and it is most definitely a day for the ducks, as they would say here in Clonakilty. It's bucketing rain out there. So wherever you're listening to this podcast from, I certainly hope the weather is a little bit better uh, and perhaps the sun is shining. Anyway, before I introduce you to this week's guest, I just wanted to say huge, huge thanks for all your lovely feedback, your comments and your messages following on from the episode with Bronwyn. We're so delighted you enjoyed it. It was a very special one for us. Um, So thank you. And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen, uh, yeah, go back and do so. And I hope you enjoy it. Right. On this week's episode of Sherna Talks Beauty, I am joined by the fabulous Aoife Dunnigan. Aoife is an internationally accredited stylist and founder of The Style Bob a styling consultancy helping women and men amplify their image for confidence, presence and impact. And Aoife also offers personal styling sessions and wardrobe edits both in person and virtually. And we're going to hear an awful lot more about that now shortly. But as I always say, uh, what Eva doesn't know about style isn't worth knowing. And she has certainly helped me with many of my own styling dilemmas. Uh, I got to know Eva a few years ago, and I consider myself very lucky that not only do I get to work with Eva professionally with our style and skincare events, which are always great fun, uh, and we'll be hitting the road now again soon. But I also consider myself so lucky to call her my friend. So I'm going to stop chatting and um, I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Sherna Talks Beauty. Welcome Aoife, it is so lovely to have you here in the lab studio in Cork. We've known each other quite some time now and I can remember, oh I think it must have been three years ago, you were on a summer holiday in Mallorca, if if memory serves me rightly, and I just remember seeing your amazing uh, outfits and your style and it's I was very colorful <laughs> it was very <laughs> colorful and I just thought wow um well first of all I started following you I think immediately um we got in touch I remember a lovely lunch we had in Dublin and it has been just the most wonderful friendship ever since um so to have you here today is an absolute pleasure and I'm just so delighted so while I know everything about Aoife, the style Bob, for those who might not be aware of your background and what you do, Aoife, tell us a little bit about uh, the style Bob. Thank you, Sharna, and, and thank you for having me today. Um, I was very excited, as always, to come down and meet you. Um, so I suppose the style Bob um, was born about three years ago, January 2020, just before a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So a wonderful time. Uh, to start up your business <laughs> and I suppose it you know if someone says to me how long have you been doing this and I turned a big birthday this year and I kind of feel I've been you know loving fashion and style all my life but if I if I go back to the beginning and fast forward very quickly and um, you know I was born into a family of seven we were farmers at home and I had three older sisters three older brothers and I think my sisters when I was born and um, thought I was going to be this muse because uh, they were very talented and one of them in particular uh, made me all my clothes and so I had you know haute couture from from age zero <laughs> and, and I suppose one memory was um, going to I think it was my birthday party I was six or seven and my sister making me a taffeta dress and mm-hmm. you can imagine going to jump zone and a taffeta <laughs> dress right now but it was you know she was such a perfectionist I was used to you know, made to measure from a very early age. Um, now, it's quite interesting because I can hardly sew a button, but uh, it, she taught me about, about cut. But for me, the biggest thing about style, and it's funny because I never really went into clothes. If, I, if yeah. I wanted to kind of work with clothes, I would have started with retail or design. But the whole thing for me with style was always about self-expression. That yeah. was a really big part of it. I'm from quite a, you know, extrovert family. And for me, 
to be able to to kind of show that side of me through my style was very important. I suppose the second bit was the craftsmanship through style as well. My mother was a fabulous knitter. And when I think about the third aspect and why I probably, you know, chased this career yeah. was the whole confidence piece, because, you know, what how you feel on the inside uh, can actually be brought out really through your style. And if you're not feeling it on the inside, you can actually use style uh, to show a very confident exterior. So for me, it was always about that. Throughout my whole life, I suppose, I, I've met wonderful people through style. Mm. If you think about you and I sitting yeah, here, yeah. it was probably because you admired some crazy skirt I was wearing. So, you know, I've I've met wonderful people and I suppose I never really wanted to work purely in it because I went off and I studied marketing and then I worked in PR, worked in telecoms and I had a career break um, seven years. My kids were small yeah. and then I went back to work in professional services. And it was actually really there where... I used, I suppose, style for my own confidence. Because yeah. you can imagine, Sharon, seven years out of work. Yeah, it's um, like, where do you even start again? Where yeah, do I even start? Yeah. And and my confidence, you know, I had no idea. I was going mm. back to a global firm and I thought, oh, my God. And it wasn't about well, what do people wear now. It was more about how do I project that I actually do know something. Yes, after um, that gap. Yeah, after yeah, that massive yeah. gap and that, you know, that I am still with it with my mind. So it really wasn't the, the clothes I was thinking about it. But that first day, I, I suppose, used clothes as my armor because yeah. I remember going in going, OK, I may not have a clue, but I look like I have a clue. <laughs> uh, that's OK. And that first week and, and the company I worked for Deloitte were super to work for. But that first week, I felt so out of my depth and you know, I tell the story that you've heard lots of times about going home on the train on the yes. Friday and, you know, meeting a lady from my department and I telling her about my first week. And I said, you know, it was terrifying. I hadn't worked in seven years. And she said, oh, my God, you know, you gave that unbelievable impression, impression. of being confident, knowing it all, mm. given that, you know, you can understand going back in your mid 40s, early to yeah. mid, you know, early to mid 40s, that you have a lot of people 20 years younger than you. Mm. And it was really important that I looked and felt yeah. relevant and yeah. the clothes really helped me I suppose do that and I spent three wonderful years in Deloitte um, but I was always always curious about how men and women communicate everything from body posture to language you know up to 90% obviously yeah. of how we communicate is non-verbal and I remember just looking at women presenting and it wasn't about them wearing the most beautiful clothes or being the most beautiful person in yes. the room you could see by what they were wearing that they actually loved it. And you, and with that, the shoulders went back. Back, the confidence. The confidence yeah, was yeah. unreal. And like I said, it wasn't, you could see it and, and they felt good. And I thought, oh my God, if I could just work with women to bring out that, that part of communication. Yeah. Because, you know, the, we talk about image and, I, and, and I've spoke about the ABC of image, appearance, behavior, communication. And the appearance be, piece is just as important as the other two. Yeah. So I was my, my third year there and, you know, I'd, I loved where I worked. And I mean, my work colleagues will say to this day that I injected lots of lots of color <laughs> in every way in the department. And but for, for me, I was there three years and I thought I was about to head into the fourth year because um, I worked a lot with graduate recruitment. And I thought, here we go again. So I decided to speak to a career coach and she was amazing. Um, Anya McGuire, absolutely yeah. fabulous. And and quite brave, Aoife, if I may say, you know. Yes, yeah. it was brave yeah. because, you know, Deloitte were fantastic yeah. to work. I had yeah. a, I had kind of it all set up, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I had my, my childcare That's all that I mean. sorted yeah. and my kids were getting older and I was enjoying just yeah. putting on the lippy every yes, day. And yeah. You know, going in and and I really loved what I did. So, but I just, there I just thought to myself, little... yeah, there's mm. something there. And I was like probably 45, 46 okay. at the time. And I spoke to the career coach and, and I said, look, I know this is crazy. And we did all the, the personality analysis okay. and all these things. Yeah. I said, but, you know, I, I just would love to, to dress men and women for confidence. And she goes, well, how would you go about doing that? And I said, I have no idea. Um, but I realized I'd always been doing okay. it. You know, I'd always been out with, with, with family and friends doing it. So lo and behold, uh, there happened to be a course in London. My friend's apartment happened to be free. The course happened to be like, I don't know, maybe 600 feet from yeah. the apartment. It was meant to be. It, it was meant yeah, to be, was, yeah. you know, and my, my husband said to me, off you go. And when I was there, I, I think 
you know, it's a bit like, oh, do I need to do a course in style? For God's sake, this mm. is silly. But actually, it's only when you go, do you realize how much you needed that professional training? Because um, I thought I knew it all, oh. but I didn't. And I came back from London and I started, I suppose, doing a lot of free work because, you know, with everything, Sharni, you can't just say, oh, I'm a trained personal stylist now. I'm yeah. a trained image consultant. And I did a lot of free work until that moment came where I had to make a decision. And I just said, it's now or never. never. Yeah. Um, so and I knew that I was good at what I what I was doing. Yes, I, you yeah. know, I, I had that confidence built up. And um, I also knew that I was still very comfortable in a corporate space. So I suppose that's where a lot of my talks uh, came yeah, out of that piece. Yeah. So it was I, t I took a big jump. Um, and it's amazing when you do that, as you know, yourself setting up your own business is very different it, from yeah. going in and having and I just suppose, showing up, I suppose. Yeah, showing up, yeah, yeah. you know, and getting paid for yeah, it still yeah. and, and all those things. I mean, no, no job is easy. But uh, it was the best decision I ever made and it was the scariest decision I ever made. And um, the pandemic, as you know, you and I have gone through it. We've we've that word yeah. pivoted. Uh, <laughs> we've done fabulous <laughs> events together. I've spoken in 12 countries all over the world with, wow. with corporates. So I've loved still bringing in that background. Yeah. But, you know, I, I had somebody come up to me recently in a talk I was doing and said, Gosh, if how long did it take you to, to yeah. get to where you are with with you know, your talks and your styling? And I said, 49 years, 11 months. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love because it. Because yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And and I, I say to anybody listening to this that, you know, life is not a straight line. And if you're passionate about something and you absolutely love it, you know, it, it happens. Yeah. It happens yeah. for you and it doesn't have to be now. And tell me, Aoife, you know, what is your personal approach to styling? I mean, you obviously did this course, I mean, but you've been doing this all your life. But, you know, when it comes to your personal styling and then helping clients with their personal styling, you know, talk to us, a you know, a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a great question yeah. because one thing you have to learn, it's a bit like, you know, every skin is different. Yes. Is that, you know, it's not a one size yeah. fits all. And I think when I trained first, you know how much I love colour, Sharon, I thought we all should be walking around like jokes <laughs> about the Technicolor treatment and to realise that, you know, that's that's not the way it is. So I suppose for me, um, I mean, my my personal style, I, I would describe it, first of all, as I suppose it's it's gosh, it's lots of different things. But I, I, I like to see feel relevant, modern and visible in my clothes. Yeah. And I suppose my style would be a little bit unpredictable, classic, bold, uh, but not romantic or anything like that. Yeah. Not very trend, trend driven. Yeah. When I work with people. It's really important that I get in under their skin. That's what I was kind of wondering, because, I mean, again, you know, you take me, for example, and, you know, I love black. <laughs> I'm wearing black today. I said, I probably should be wearing red. I should be wearing color, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I mm. often think, you know, do you come across clients like me when we're in this little, um, Those awkward the people. black space? <laughs> yeah, the awkward people, the black space. How do you pull them out maybe of that? or get them to even entertain the idea of maybe get, getting out of or moving out of their little comfort zone of black? <laughs> it's down to a lot of personality, okay. right? I mean, I would be I'm on the extrovert scale. I'm six, seven out of ten. So there are days I have no problem going out in a big yellow jacket or something, mm. looking like Big Bird and, and going out <laughs> and doing that. And then there are other days and I need my black. Um, so I, I will push them outside mm. the comfort zone. But if I go too far... Fun they're not going to wear it. No. So, okay. for example, I was working with a lady. I mean, first of all, you have to have the, the skin, the skin tone for yeah. black. Only really, but the way it works with black is, is I suppose, 25% can wear it with no makeup. 25% can wear it. Um, or say 50% can wear it with makeup. And there's 25% that shouldn't even let it anywhere near right. their face. Okay. So that you, you've always got to see where they, they slot into that. But if somebody's um, demeanor is, is quieter, um, because sometimes in black, I know, I mean, I love it to be chic and everything else, very fashionable mm. color, but people sometimes wear it to hide or mm. wear it to be slimming. And if I feel somebody is extrovert and they're wearing it for that reason, I will call them up on okay. it and I'll say okay. there are other ways to dress to be flattering on the body mm. shape. And have you gone through some kind of trauma because it's coming out in the wardrobe, especially yeah. if they used to be quite extrovert. Um, so I, I kind of challenge them on that. If there is an introvert there, what I do is if black's not in their palette and I don't want to be fired yeah. and have that conversation, <laughs> okay. 
um, I'll say, look, I'm not going to take black out of your wardrobe because that will send you to therapy. I'm not yeah. going to do that. What we will try and do is get color a little bit up close to their face. So okay. even if it's a black blazer and we've got a colorful scarf, it's actually you can see in yes, my own yeah, personal yeah. style. Um, I use a lot of colors for scarves um, close to my, my skin tone or to my face. Or we might get them to wear the black away from the face. Okay. It could be v-neck, could be square. Um, or we might get, you know, maybe a, a colorful chain or something like that. But we'll, we'll go within the yeah. comfort zone. But I will I will challenge them to come more out of it if I feel that they're going to wear it. Because if you're an, if you're an introvert and you if I gave you a yellow jacket, you're not going to yeah. wear that because... The thing with colour, Sharon, it is a communicator, mm. you know, and there are days mm. I don't feel like communication. I, I talk about that yellow jacket I wore to Deloitte one day. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was absolutely <laughs> exhausted. You know, I said to my friends, people think I'm nice because I got around this really yellow fun jacket and I was at, the, you know, on the, on the uh, lift at the canteen and everyone's yeah. chatting. I thought, oh my God, I'm not able for that. And I found myself <laughs> over the pandemic, you know, like, there's days I just wanted my black hoodie yeah. and leggings because yeah. I need to kind of come down. Um, and then there are days actually I'd say, do you know what, now this isn't fully me and I'd shift myself out of it. But black's a wonderful colour. And what I say to people is it's how you wear it. When, and you're in your gorgeous okay. black leather, stay in your top. Black is beautiful in different textures. You know, it's yeah. when Chanel has done black, it's always in a boucle wool oh, yes, or something yes, like that. Yeah. It's never in a particularly mm. boring format. So although I love it, but the big thing is I need to know why people have hired me in terms of how I work with them. Yeah. I look at the three words that they'd like to be described at. Uh, if they have conservative and classic in their words, I'll just make sure not to, to pull okay. the button too much. Yeah. Um, but I give them the three word method is great to describe your style because if you just pick one word. So I could say to myself sometimes, I could put classic in part of my three words, but I'm not a fully classic yes. uh, dresser. dresser yeah. But I, I do like some elements of it. So I could take a classic bread on top and put it with with a, you know, a kind of a light denim cut off mm. jeans. So that would be my unpredictable side. Yeah. Or I'd have the eclectic. So the three words helps me to kind of get underneath who they are. And then I ask them to give me Pinterest boards of, of style that they like. Okay. Because very it's interesting. Yeah. And that's really, yeah, that's yeah. really helpful because it's not about, you know, and men actually are particularly good at this, better than women, believe it or okay. not, giving me Pinterest boards. But it's not that I'm saying to them, you know, and then I say to it, be aspirational, you know, don't yeah. put up there a pair of trainers and a white top. And that's fine because we can all do that. But who who do you really admire? Because what I'll do is I'll try and get a little bit of that out. So like, for example, this morning I'm, I'm on the train and I love Carla Rockmore, you know, from, on Instagram. Yes, yeah. And she's very gregarious, flamboyant. She was wearing this massive, big white tall jacket this morning and you know, but it was wonderful it to was look wonderful, at. Yeah. And if someone did put that into their Pinterest board, it's not that I'm going off looking yeah. for a white tall jacket, yeah. but I know if I see something a little bit different yeah. that I could uh, give it to them because no one really comes to me for a fully classic wardrobe, yeah. to be honest. You know, there's always something, they, they always want a little bit of curiosity in their clothing, but I have got to work with them. And believe it or not, I could be 40 minutes talking to somebody before I'd even talk yeah. about style. Yeah. I have to know what makes them tick. I and their lifestyle as and well. And their lifestyle so much is more. huge, yeah. absolutely yeah. huge. And so it's not it's not straightforward. Okay. And it's one of the reasons, I suppose, why, I mean, my success rate is high. But it's, it's like I said, it's back to the skin tone when you know exactly what's going on mm. in their diet and all those kind yeah. of things, you can then come up with a formula that works for them. Yeah. And I think there comes a point in life as well, Aoife, you know, where you kind of lose sometimes a little bit um, or a sense of your style and your identity. And I, you know, there's times I'm sometimes looking at myself going, oh my God, am I just caught in this kind of style warp or, you know, whatever. Mm. And I would imagine that the the women and men who, you know, use your service and get in touch with you, there's probably a little bit of that as well, you know, that they're there's, just, yeah. yeah, they're caught in, as I said, this style rush. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah. And I've gone through it myself, Shirley, even when yeah. the kids were small and, you know, my life got on playgrounds. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. oh gosh, who, who am I anymore? I mean, I think the the, 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 the good news is yeah. that as we get older, our style actually can get yeah. better. better. Uh, I have to say that, obviously, we're <laughs> turning a big birthday. <laughs> but you have to understand that, it's very easy 
get into a rut. There's lots of mm. reasons why we get into a rut. First of all, shopping can be overwhelming. Mm. Uh, we start buying what everybody else is wearing and then yeah. we realise that's just yeah, not us. Yeah. That's for them. And, and we kind of start to put ourselves in somebody else's bodies as well. But what what I will say is that every decade, at least every decade, and maybe maybe as we get older, every five or six years, we need a reboot, Sherna. Yeah. We need a reboot yes. in all areas yeah, of our life, yeah. to be honest. You know, it's not... Tell me about it. You yeah, know, it's yeah, not just yeah. our style. And I think it's to be open to that mm. because we can get ourselves into rut and even do something small. I mean, you and I have conversations about jeans and even changing the style of the, the style jeans. style of jeans, You know, yeah, yeah. you're not having a full 360. So I talk about uh, my own analogy of a jeans and blazer. You know, I've always loved yeah, a jeans and blazer, yeah. but... You know, in my 20s, I was trying to look old with brass buttons and, you know, all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And, and like something out of, I don't know, I remember coming back from the States and, you know, I was I was quite slowly looking. And then in my 40s, I just, you know, was a skinny jean and ballet flats. And then I was starting to feel a bit, you know, a bit flat and all that. And then I just changed it to a straight leg jean. Yes. And yeah. a loafer. So I haven't, you know, I haven't hugely altered my style. But I think you don't want to look like... Like I always say to somebody, you don't want to be the trendiest person in the room when you can if you want, but I don't want to be the untrendiest Untrendy. person in the I room. Know, I, know. I don't want to sit there going, oh my God, you know. So it's it's always tiny little tweaks. It's even like your runner style or your trainer yeah. style, you know. And I mean, I, I, I laugh at myself because Billy was cutting my hair on, on, on Saturday for 20 years and um, I, I said, he goes to me, Aoife, same style but different. <laughs> Billy, it's a bob for 20 years. I, I don't think it is, but it's just we get overwhelmed. And what happens is if we don't do something about it, we stay in a rush. And what happens then is that we go out some night and we go, you know, I just don't feel the same. And also, Sharon, you've got to respect our skin's getting older. Everything's Everything, getting older. Yeah. We need to sometimes invest in slightly better clothes. I'd agree with you. Yeah. Better yeah. shape and cut, yeah. you know, as I said to, to, to my in my talks. It's not, you want to dress like your daughter, you can in a white t-shirt jeans, but your t-shirt's good. Yeah. And it's nicely yeah. fitted to you and your jeans are well made because back then we could throw on anything. So, you know, it does get better as we go. We do have to put the effort into our style. Effortless style mm. takes effort. Effort. Yeah. You know, and I hate to I say it, you've got to get into the shops. <laughs> you've got to get, we've all done it before, get that par parcel back. Yes. That's now 29 days and you go, oh, I forgot I know, to get it. I know, I've got... been that soldier. We've all been me. that soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's to really, so you also are very different people every year. I'm, I'm a very different person than I was now in my 40s. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be doing Style yes, Bob, but you'd be doing yeah, Sharon Malone. Yeah, you, yeah. you wouldn't. You, you have a different layer of confidence. Yeah. And I find with turning a big decade this year that... I now want to wear that confidence yeah. it, and that's really important because if I can't wear it, I, you know, I can't work I at what I do. So yeah. it's, it's see, see changing your style as a step forward, forward and upwards. And, you know, when it comes, obviously, you know, you, and you meet with clients and I, I know you do like a wardrobe edit. And one of the questions actually that came in with, you know, from one of the followers, and I know I've spoken about this to you before, um, even just to help myself with my own style dilemmas. You know, when it comes to your wardrobe, like what are the key essentials? What are the the things that we, we sh maybe should have is, yeah. Yep. But first of all, every key essential yeah, is different. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd put in my top five my leopard print jacket. <laughs> but I wouldn't tell everybody to put in their top five yeah. leopard jacket. But that's just because I, I have certain parts of my lifestyle that can wear yeah. that. So before you decide what are your key pieces, it does go back to your lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, you know, for example, if you were in the corporate world and you now have doing hybrid working, you're not you're in not, the office yeah. as much. You don't need, I mean... I look back to my old wardrobe, if I was hybrid now, I wouldn't need all those dresses yeah. and things. So you've got to think about, you know, whereas beforehand you only had two days of weekend wear, and now actually you can have four or five yes. days because yeah. what you wear on top or whatever at home. So you've got to look at your life. So what I say in my talks, you know, mm -hmm. the lifestyle wheels. So where do I spend my time? Because um, then I know where do I need my key capsule wardrobe for. After we do that, it goes into, um, I suppose, part of our three words. So for me, you know, modern, relevant, visible. So I'll always make sure in my capsule that I'll have some basics, but I'll also have some great crazy jewelry or something to add to that. Yeah. But if you're starting from zero, so, you know, I'm meeting a client tomorrow and she said to me, if I'm starting from zero and I need, you know, a spring, summer wardrobe, 
So first things first, I am a bit OTT about outerwear because okay. you can have, you know, jeans and T-shirt. Your T-shirt could have red sauce all over yes, it. Yes, yeah. And I see so many good dresses ruined by bad outerwear, you know, like like coats and jackets and things yeah. like that. So coming into spring, summer, um, you know, I, I love, I have a big collection of blazers because I find... When you add any tailoring to an outfit, even if it's a jogger pants mm. or with jeans, or it, yeah. it just transforms yeah. it straight away. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not, it's very chic and smart. So mm. for me, if I was to pick, you know, your first blazer, I will actually, I would say probably navy and black. I think okay. a black blazer is great to have because black's lovely with grey. Um, so my, my, I suppose my, my capsule base, um, blazers would be navy, grey and black because I feel grey in particular takes colour very well. Yes, um, yeah. So I love that. Or it could be a hound's tooth or whatever. Navy's great. But blazers are brilliant because even if you're going away in a city break, you have your trainers and your jeans on or your trainers and your skirt and straight away you are, you know, you're, you're respectable yeah. as my yeah, mother would you're say. you're good to go. Um, yeah. And that, that certainly would be my, one of my number one. Secondly, um, I think with our clothes is that Comfort is absolutely essential. Mm. And I mean, I know I have to put on those four inch heels when I really need to once or twice or whatever it is. But, you know, I never thought I would have a trainer collection. Never thought I would. I mean, I love my shoes so much. So for me, um, when it comes to shoes, I love um, I love a dark trainer for winter. Okay. Um, you've probably seen that dark, yes, dark yeah. gray and, and yes. black. I find the white sometimes in winter can be quite stark yeah. with what you're wearing. Um, so I love a, like a grey velvet black one of my favourite you know and they're, they're relatively inexpensive would be the Nike Internationalist runner because it's lovely them. black suede yeah, and they're great yeah and I've, yeah. I think I've had a couple of pairs and then summertime I shift over sometimes to like a could be white leather or could be a coloured leather or could be okay. you know white with a little bit of detail on it or actually a, a trainer I wear quite a lot in summer it would be a metallic trainer because it goes with quite Everything, a lot. Yeah. But that means that if I have my trainer, that's not my ASICs or my, you know, my my, yeah. my gym trainer, that I'm I'm a big steps person. I could be in town walking up and down. I could do 8,000 steps in Brown Thomas alone. Goodness, like yeah, I know, I yeah. mean, madness. So I have got to be comfortable. So I know that if I have my blazer on and my trainer and my jeans, I feel tailored and I feel comfortable. Um, because that that's that's a you know the uh, must have. I also think people should have in their wardrobe. I really I've, I'm I'm I love my knitwear, but I also love the classic neutral knitwear as well. So I have mm -hmm. all my color, colors that work for me. But I have my grays, my creams, my navies, my blacks. That's really important. But really, when you're looking at capsule wardrobe, Sharna, it's important to keep within your color family. I mean, you and I have different coloring. You yeah. see more the autumnal colors than than I do. So I would have my palette is a lot of navies and greys in it, you know, maybe lighter yes, greys. Yeah. You can probably have more tans and creams in yours. So I know, for example, there's no point in me um, having a tan bag or tan boots because I'm not going to wear my palette. Yeah. Now, funny enough, in summertime, yes, I will with navy and white. I think it's beautiful. Um, but the, but I love a collection of knitwear and uh, neutrals and brights and your brights are in your best colours because you're going to wear them close to your face. I love a collection of scarves and I do think that everyone should have top of the jeans and the nice mm -hmm. top. Uh, when it comes to jeans, um, you've got to work with your shape. So although people say, oh, if our skinny's out, they're not the most modern jean at the moment. Mm -hmm. But if they suit you Cute. and they work yeah. for your shape, what you do is you you wear them with something, something quite cool. Yeah. So I, I declined recently with a, with a skinny jean and we put this lovely cool black uh, boot that she put the jean into at the bottom like an ankle boot yes and yeah. we had a really nice oversized blazer and the look together rather yeah. than everything be overly fitted, fitted. Uh, looked really cool and yeah. she had great pins for it you know so it worked for her yeah and in actual fact you know just kind of going back let's say to the the whole process when somebody books in with you you have your 40 minute chat um, and then you'll do a little bit of a wardrobe edit. And is it at that point then you're, you know, deciding on the colors and body shape? Because I think body shape, that's an important one that comes up time and time again. And when you mentioned there about the skinny jeans, like let's say you have somebody who you're working with who might have some insecurities body shape wise. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you overcome that? And then what then, when do you then go out and actually do all the shopping and the meat and kind of talk us through, you know, maybe yeah. a typical the process. Uh, yeah, the process. 
yeah. So, I mean, I would have had the chat. They would have filled out a form, yeah. um, you know, before I, I kind of went to the house. Because remember, I'm going into their personal space. So yeah. It's really important that I have, we've had the chat and, and I have as much information as possible on them. I mean, when I go to the house, generally a full wardrobe bedded, I would do their colours and body shape analysis. Okay. And what happens is a little bit of a ha moment goes mm. on in both those kind of um, you know processes. So on the colour piece, I might say, that's not a great colour on you. And somebody would go, actually, I have a top in there and I never wear it. And I always feel a bit washes me out. Yeah. Or else I'll say, wow, that turquoise blue is amazing. Because, you know, every time I wear a turquoise blue, everyone says mm. to me, God, you look great. So there's a few aha moments when it comes to body shape analysis. You know, I, I, it's really important that we work with our proportions. So long legged, short torso, yeah. long torso, short legged. You've heard me talk a lot in my talks about the fact that I have um, very short legs, a longer torso. So I'm always looking to elongate the legs. Yeah. So when I see, when I meet a client and she goes, gosh, now that makes sense. I've, I have a short torso and I can't wear high rise. Yeah. Of course you can't because you yeah. don't have the torso yes. for it. Yeah. So there's an awful lot of that part of my work. It's a huge amount of education. And that education piece, because I had to go through it myself in, in London, is people going, oh, well, of course that's not going to work because I'm not that body yes. shape. And it yeah. doesn't matter whether you go up or down on a half a stone. Your proportions, yeah. Sharon, are never going to change. Yeah. yeah. So there's kind of a great relief, to be honest. That's mm. that part of the process. And we, we talk through, you know, I've never met Sharon as somebody without a body uh, never, you know, yeah. um, and if you spoke to Elle McPherson tomorrow, I'm sure she'd <laughs> say the same. So we just work about, I mean, my my whole thing about getting dressed is that it's just a game of optical illusion. That's what it is. So I say to people, you know, you've got to trick people's eye all the time. So people say to me, God, you've great long legs. Even no, I don't. I, I have very high rise yes, trousers yeah. um, to elongate my legs. So we, we talk about little tricks. Then I look at their wardrobe and... What happens is that when we're going through the wardrobe, they say they take out something and they go, I don't know why I've never worn this, but they go back to the, what I've said around yeah. the body shape, around the colouring. And I'm looking at the wardrobe and a lot of us wear that it's really important that I respect people's taste because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if somebody mm-hmm. loves something, at the end of the day, that's what it's yeah. about. There's times I wear something and, you know, I could have my husband go, good God. <laughs> Uh, what what's going on there? But I just go. I, I remember it. actually when you just completely, you know, going off piece now, yeah. being at the top of the stairs in these kind of faux leather things, and the two girls and Bren looking up at me. I think they thought I was some rapper, and they just all <laughs> dissolved into giggles. And I was like, okay, I won't be wearing this. So, but anyway, I digress. But I did have an yeah. out of body moment when I, I ordered. You know me; I'm not a hoodie person yeah. at all. But I decided over the pandemic, everyone's doing hoodies. I need order <laughs> And it arrived. And I rocked down to breakfast one morning. And Peter, my son, said to me, are you Jay-Z? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? And I thought, well, I was trying to be a cool mom. But I was, oh, I again, I was outside yeah. My, yeah. my zone. But I go through the wardrobe. And I'd come, like, for example, I was in a wardrobe about three months ago. And I came across this very flamboyant top. And I said to this girl, what is this? And it's not that I was criticizing the top. It was so not her and so unlike what she showed me of what she loved. Yeah, interesting. And I said, what's going on here? And she said, oh, my mother bought me that. But I knew it, it wasn't part of yes. what she liked. Yeah. And I said, OK, that that's that's going. Or else maybe keep it when your mother visits. And, put it <laughs> and on. then put it on. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. you put it back. But it's it's I'm really looking through. And I, I have seen in front of my very own eye, Sharna, you know, 10 years being taken off somebody by just wearing mm. things a different way in their worship. Yeah. Just, and there's always these wonderful aha moments. I'm going through it. I do create a pile. It's never, that was never my plan pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. A lot of people are kind of sick of their clothes. Yes. So I create a maybe pile and that pile could be made up of, um, it's easy sometimes when it's a bit wrecked because you kind of okay. go, oh, it's wrecked. That can, that can go. But it's it's then back to, you know, have you worn it? Are you really going to wear it? Is it you? Now, I always, from a sustainability point of view, try to make use of something mm. with a tag on it. But sometimes you just have to let yeah. it go. Um, is it a bit old fashioned in terms of, you know, the 70s flares? Yeah. Buying, buying yeah. If you're buying the new one. But if you've had them from the 70s, maybe it's maybe time not. to. <laughs> it's <laughs> such be, a good idea. You know, yeah. or if you're yeah. going to, to ABBA in London yeah. or something, it's good to keep. But 
Um, so we go through that and then we get the list of gaps okay. because I'm saying to her, can you go get me a trainer to go with that? And she goes, actually, I don't have it. Can you find me um, a white T-shirt to go? Actually, or, you know, so I'm starting asking so the that's questions. that's where we see them. That's yeah. where. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we see the gaps. Yeah. And then the shopping bit is kind of, you know, although it's it's not fun for them because it is fun for me because I don't have to get in and try on all those clothes. And you're a yeah. dynamo, by the way. I, I have been with you. And when I said Speedy Gonzalez, we're running around. Oh, I, <laughs> try I, this yeah. shirt. Try that shirt. Well, I, dre- <laughs> I dress two sisters. The one of said, we're meeting Aoife, have breakfast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have breakfast and lunch, actually, at breakfast. Because, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty angry. Yeah. But you know what? I so want to get people, like, I obviously have to give a list. But once I have someone in that dressing room, and if I feel that, you know, I, I met somebody recently, I'm a very classic dresser. And I said, that's fine, but, you know, that's, we, we can work with that. But didn't we pass by a leopard print top that I had strategically placed outside? And she goes, oh, what's that? And I said, well, would you like yeah. to try it? So really, she, she, you're not hiring yes. me to be fully classic. Yeah. So we, yeah. we kind of pushed it. And actually, she ended up buying it and she loved it. But the shopping bit is where I've had so many times people saying, Gosh, if I never would have tried that, I never would have. But because I've gotten to know them yeah. for a good few hours beforehand, yeah. and especially if they're a similar age to me, because you know, and I, I work with people from you know from from all types of people. Yeah. But I would say to them, you know, if you're in your fifties and you're in you know in a job and you still want to look relevant and modern in your thinking as well, mm. there's certain clothes that are going to put you back ten years. And to be honest, I can have those conversations, Sharna, because I've gone through it and I've, I've gotten to know them very well. And I always say about my clients, if, if they weren't my clients, they'd be my <laughs> friends, because we, we, we do get a very, we have a very close rapport um, with people. I sometimes probably know more about my yeah. clients than their friends do. But I'm, I'm the one, I'm the friend that actually can say, that's not you. Or you know what? That is you. That, yeah. That's going to be yeah. amazing. Now. Obviously and that's what they that's what they want to hear. That's what we, yeah. you know, yeah. we don't want to be told, you know, that looks lovely on you and you look, yeah, like hideous. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No. And, you know, it's not about getting lots of pieces, but it's amazing when we change even the jeans yeah. style again, if it suits them or we do, you know, I do a lot. I do obviously hair consultations yeah. as well. And I've got a, a team that I work with in that. But it's just I, I love seeing and what I love about my job. I love seeing before my very eyes. When someone comes out yeah. of a dressing room and there's something that they love and their body language Yeah, changes. the confidence, the, the transformation, the, yeah. And, and they, it's so funny, they stare at their bottom for about 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but just go at the bit of fun. And, you know, well, I do the same myself. Um, but it's it's a real like, oh. And at first when they come out, you know, I did a situation recently, the lady came out and said, oh, if I'm not sure, not sure. I said, Okay, so why do you go back in on and try on what you came in in here? And so she came, you know, she went back out and what she was wearing, but she always buys and she goes, oh, no, I actually prefer the other one now. <laughs> so it's really fun and rewarding yeah. what I do. But, you know, I, I would say to people, don't before you start going out shopping. And even if you're mm-hmm. working with a person, you do have to edit your wardrobe first. Look at the lifestyle, detox the wardrobe, spot the gaps, because... You know, I'm, I was saying to you the last time you and I are back doing shows together now, we're back face to face and we're doing webinars. So we always have these chats about, oh, actually, we need clothes now to be fully face to face and, you know, that we're comfortable in our presentation. So you know, now yeah. that's the kind of stuff I'm buying at the moment. Yes. Back yeah. presenting face to face. So it's back to lifestyle. And you mentioned or you touched on their sustainability. And I know that's a really important um, topic, you know, for you yeah. with, with style and that. You know, when it comes to, to sustainability and I suppose ethical fashion um, in the fashion industry, you know, how do you integrate sustainable practices in your styling recommendations? Or Yeah. I mean, sustainability yeah. is a confusing word for a lot of people because they all think we should be many interpretations of it. Yeah, yeah. Interpretations of it and companies mm. greenwashing yes, interpretations yeah, of it yeah. and all that. So people think we all need to be going out and wearing bamboo cotton and all those kind mm. of things. I mean, I suppose, first of all, I'm from a very sustainable background, being from a farm and, you know, seven of us at home, there was never a massive amount of money. And we always had a buy once, buy well philosophy. I, I love that, actually, buy once, buy well. Yeah, yes. buy twice, yeah, buy, yeah. buy cheap, buy twice or whatever. But, you know, I, I'm also conscious that, um, you know, the cost of living is 
with electricity yeah. and our gas, it's, it's, it's twofold at the moment. Yeah. So I suppose the most important thing when it comes to sustainability, um, and it's, it's, I suppose, what, what I practice myself daily is, you know, you've got to look at what's in your wardrobe first yeah. because we own 60% more clothes than we did in 2014. I right? mean, that's what a statistic, Eva. Yeah, it's yeah. shocking. Yeah. It's shocking. And, and look, it's kind of, I, I don't mean it's not our fault, but if you think about, you know, the times we grew up in, there was two seasons a year, spring, summer, autumn, mm-hmm. winter. And the clothes came in into the boutiques then. Yeah. You know, Zara, and I'm not teaching Zara or anything like that, I'm just saying using them. Zara has 20 drops a year. So, you know, if you buy your white top in January yeah. um, and you kind of half like it, you go, and then a new one comes out yeah. and you go, oh, well, actually, don't really like the old one. So we are a con- consumer in society. We, you know, we can shop 24-7, Sharon, and now we don't have to make I the know. effort to go out. And as a result, a lot of clothes can come through that yes, doorstep yeah. and getting it back. So we own more. So I think the most important thing is shopping the clothes the most sustainable thing we can do is to wear our clothes yeah. so when I talk in my sustainability webinars about you know I'm not there to ditch the high street I'm not there to, to, to do that type of stuff what I say is that you know you got it goes back to your lifestyle shop your wardrobe but when it comes to the high street you could say oh is Aoife telling us that we have to go and buy designer pieces and all those kind of things I'm actually saying if you buy high street wear it that's what I'm yeah. saying I have my high street heroes. You, you've heard me speak about Uniqlo. And yes. I, yeah. I bought a, a jacket and Zara there recently. I've been wearing quite a lot. It's when we just keep buying stuff that I use the word stop buying handy things. Handy. Handy, yes. handy. Yeah. We cannot, yeah. It's, it's yeah. such a good word because handy for what? Yeah. You know, and I, I made the joke recently at, at the event I was doing that sometimes we think we're Bob the Builder and we're working <laughs> on a construction site. <laughs> Buying all these handy <laughs> things, you know, it's like me buying the top for painting and I don't paint. Yes. So yeah. when we when we buy too much handy and cheap and cheap, we need leave no room for fabulous. Mm. And if we've no room for fabulous, we just feel average. Yeah. So yeah. the thing is that it's all about stop thinking to myself. If I buy four tops, I half like I never wear. Could I buy one top, top. I love? And I wear and wear again. Yeah. And all my capsule pieces, Sharna, are pretty much really good quality pieces. It is back to that. You've heard me talk about yes. for wear so yeah. much. Um, now, not everything can have a 30 plus wears, but I, I tend to, I'll invest the cost per wear approach where my lifestyle is. So, for example, you know, if I'm in town and, and I'm, my sister said to me last September, you're spending that much on trainers. And now she's going, please take off those trainers. <laughs> you are constantly wearing them. But I know that's my lifestyle yeah. in town. So I never bought, mind buying a good, comfortable boot because I know, well, actually, they're going to get worn. Mm. So sometimes when it comes to my my sustainability approach, you know, I love pre-loved quite yes, a lot. Yes, yes. You and I have had lots of chats about pre-loved and we both. Yeah, we've both actually. Yeah. Amazing gems. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the whole thing with pre-loved is that. You know, I always say pre-loved is a bit like if you go buy a new car, it's depreciated when mm. it comes out, you know, of, of, of the showroom. So when I'm buying sometimes a very dressy shoe that I need something for an outfit, I try pre-loved first because I still want comfortable shoes. So I needed a, a green shoe last year for something. And I got a YSL pair for 90 euro on Vestier. You know, what Fantastic. would I have gotten for 90 yes, euro? Maybe yeah. a couple of things in pennies or something. But it's a beautiful uh, yeah. shoe. But Shop your wardrobe, go to your lifestyle and the, the handy stuff. I, I can't tell you when I go into people's wardrobes, they say, Aoife, there's actually nothing I really love. And then there's 50 bread on top there. But which bread <laughs> on top do you love? <laughs> I actually don't know which one I, I love. So it's it's that that fabulous piece. Not every wardrobe can be curated perfectly. But if we think about what's, you know, if, if, if we were going away for a 10 kg weekend, you know, I use mm. that analogy a lot. I can't bring 20 tops a half like no. I can only bring two or three fabulous ones. So they can they can be fabulous done stores or they can be fabulous higher end. But wear them, wear them. And and also, you know, we fabulous shop local Irish designers here. You talk about that wonderful boutique that you go to. Oh, Susu. Yes. yes and and yeah. The pieces you've got yeah, are lovely. Yeah. And 
Shop local is fantastic. I mean, you know me, I wear like quite a lot of local Irish design as well. I mean, you're great for championing Irish designers, Aoife. I love Irish yeah. design and I'm, I'm, I suppose I, I get to try it on as well. And I love wearing it. I love the fact there's a lovely story behind it. Mm. You know, it's it, look, Charlotte, stuff is not cheap when it's made by hand. It, it never no. was. Um, I'm thinking back to 1978. I was down at my grandmother's grave yesterday. She died in 78. And I remember my mother paying seven pounds for St. Bernard back then. Oh, and Bernard, if you think about yes, what a, a yeah. slice of loaf is now yeah. versus versus then. So like, as I say in my sustainability webinars, when you pick up a top for five euro, what's the cost oh. of that really? Mm. You know, in terms of our labor, in terms of the people, you know, what livelihoods are they living there? What are they getting paid? Yeah. So just have to stop and think, you know, it's not about perfection, but I would say make make the next top fabulous, <laughs> you know, cost per wear. Absolutely. Well, look, Aoife, before uh, I want to go through actually just some of the questions that came in from um, Instagram followers. So um, a lovely follower um, of ours um, was asking, what would be the key pieces of jewellery for day and night? Okay. Uh, and where would you shop for them? So I love my jewellery. <laughs> <laughs> That takes the most of my 10 kg. Um, so, I mean, for daytime jewellery, although I'm a, I am love my dramatic jewellery, I, you know, the little hoops I'm yeah. wearing here, um, one of my friends, Orla, gave them to me from uh, Momuse in Dublin. And they're just simple gold. They're so beautiful. These, yeah, these are my everyday, yeah. Sharna. You know, they're just a small, for, for someone that can't see them, they're small little tiny um, gold hoops. So I, I don't like my ears being very bare during the day. I like something tiny, yeah be it a diamond stud or whatever it okay. is, I love that during the day. Um, so Mumuse is very good for that. Uh, I love as well, other and other stories is mm. very good for um, daytime jewelry. Again, I'm talking about a classic uh, look during the day. Mm. Um, when it comes to nighttime, I suppose what I do with jewelry is that I use it for going day to night. So I was in Amsterdam recently, I was, you know, with my daughter. Yeah. And we only had... <laughs> luggage <laughs> um, which I still didn't even use all the stuff in it but you know we we were um out one day and it was gosh it was lashing rain I came home I changed into a knit and a dramatic piece of jewelry from Melissa Curry um design and I just revved up the the lipstick I, you know but on the strawberry yes. shop from your recommendation yes, Lisa, the Lisa Eldridge, Eldridge lipstick yeah uh, which is fab actually and so then where I I go for that I mean look at your dramatic jewelry you know you can go everywhere mm. from Zara uh, other stories is quite good too um, but I, I'm even lovely Irish label called Sandy at Dublin actually who's, who's fantastic I love um, that shop in Dublin Lulery's very good she yeah. stocks a really nice label called uh, Vanessa Baroni Melissa Curry you know I wear her pieces yes. quite yeah. a lot we do beautiful pieces yeah. at our last event um, and then my most favourite I suppose adored piece of jewellery and uh, as my husband said do you like it more than your cage with ring I said well I can't really answer that um, but you know, the day my mom, my mom was dead, uh, gosh, 12 years now. But I remember the day after uh, buying a beautiful Chanel piece of, you know, black pearls. Yes. And we fondly know it at home as, as mom's pearls. But that's, you know, something that goes with so many things. And if I ever feel that I'm going too funky with my look, the Chanel, the pearls, Chanel pearls come out. Just bring yeah. it back into place. Um, but I do love for nighttime. I mean, it also depends on your, for me, Sharna, because I've bobbed hair. Uh, I don't have, I can take a lot of drama up towards yeah. my face. If you're someone that, you know, likes a big curly blow dryer or something like that, then mm -hmm. you might want to take it a little bit more simpler okay. um, around the, the neckline. For me, who loves lots of knits, a big thing I love is rather than sometimes wearing colored jewelry, um, I love wearing just simple resin jewelry as well. And I mean, I bought jewelry secondhand. I mean, I've been collecting even some of my good costume jewelry for years, actually. Yeah. And probably one of my favorite designers as well is Manon Gavikin, um, who does all those beautiful leather leaf. Oh, yes. That I yes. wear. Yeah. yeah. And I have, I have a collection of them. Yeah. But for me, you know, if you back to my style personality of sometimes having the unpredictable side to me, um, I could be in all gray and I could take out a lovely, you know, yellow Manon mm. Gavikin earring and a gorgeous cuff. And I just feel you know, that my outfits come together okay. a bit more. It's a bit more curated. Um, but it, it all depends on your style. I mean, some people yeah. say I'd never wear that kind of yes, jewelry. Yeah. Um, also, I'd kill my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculously outrageous 
heavy jewelry. But start simple for during the day. Okay. And, and again, it depends where you're going. Okay. Thank you. Um, another question came in, and you actually referred to it earlier on um, about the Breton tops. Where can I find the best quality and fit Breton top? Yeah, God, there's so many of them um, when it comes to Bretons. So I actually don't have one myself. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I do. I have a couple of Breton tops. But it depends, first of all, like I love more so than T-shirts. I love Breton knits um, more than T-shirts. I'm actually got a hammer in a Breton knit today, yes, believe yes, it or not. Yeah, it's yeah. pre-loved from, from Joseph. Um, so my Breton knits, I bought a lovely simple wool one, actually, 30 five euro in Amsterdam last week in Uniqlo. A lovely round necked roll, sorry, roll neck, pole yeah. neck, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was lovely. And I do like Uniqlo sometimes for, they do simple cotton and wool in Breton. It's not overly expensive. Okay. It washes quite well. Um, a lot of people talk about Cezanne. I'm not mm. madly impressed, to be honest, with their Breton tops. Um, but I do also like a label called if I get this right, people have to go comptoir de cottonaires or something. Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's quite um, inexpensive again for a nice cotton okay. breath on tops. Cost is good, but they've two types. They've got a heavy, a heavyweight one, um, which is not great if you have kind of quite a big chest. You're better off going for their the lightweight right. cotton one. But my favorite probably is from a company and they're well known since 1924, I think, with their Breton tops. It's a company called St. James and they are excellent and you can buy them in all weights um, and you just need to go onto the website and they, I think they have a little chat section or something. Brilliant. And they're really, really good. They're about 70 or 80 euro. I was actually in the St. James shop in Paris last year with my sister and they really are okay. um, a lovely top. But don't get them too flimsy because especially if you want to wear them under a blazer, it can look a bit crease looking. So I do like, a, a prefer a heavier weight. And then actually Massimo Duty is lovely in summertime for like a, if you want to do bread on top without sleeves, um, it's very nice. But the, but they are everywhere. But St. James would be would be okay. known as that's all they do, actually. OK. And actually, that leads us uh, nicely into the next question, because um, I know you love your cashmere. What is the best way to take care of your cashmere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a beacon of this until I shrunk <laughs> on about two months ago. Um, so so look at cashmere um, is will will give to you for 20 years mm. or longer if you just really mind, mind it. it. Yeah, yeah. So I've spoken to, you know, obviously, you know, I love to wear, um, I love to wear Laura's, Laura's cashmere, Laura yeah. Chambers and and, and C.N. Jacobs is lovely as well. So for me, um, you know, when I wear also cashmere from, from Uniqlo, I tend to put it into a little laundry bag or a pillowcase. Yeah. And I shouldn't say this, I don't hand wash it. And then I put it into the hand wash cycle of the machine without final spin and then I generally have a uh, debobbler, but I've certainly, I, you know, I wear a lot of Johnson's of Elegant cashmere yes, as well yeah. from Dare Village. Um, I haven't had to use my little debobbler thing yet, to be honest. Okay. And I don't know whether that's, I don't know enough about it, whether because I'm buying very good cashmere or not, but I haven't had to use it, gosh, even some of my Uniqlo stuff. But I know that Laura Chambers, for example, offers a service. She did this for me because I put a hole in one of my jumpers um, <laughs> match and she was able to debobble the whole thing and it came back as new. That's fantastic. Yeah, she. I think she charges maybe 30, 40 euro for the service, but it just came back perfect. I thought she as had new. knit me a brand new <laughs> jumper. Uh, I was getting excited, but it was great. But really, and more light. Definitely wool light. You can't. That reminds me so much of mum. Yeah, mum always washed. Yeah, with the wool light. Yeah. I also wash all my good clothes in wool light, um, and then wool light black for all my jeans Jeez. and my darker uh, clothes. Well, there's something now I didn't realize, Eva. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if you wash, mm. if you don't ever put um, with your cashmere either. Uh, what's the stuff? The softener stuff. Oh, don't put yes. softener yeah. in with bright colors because it always takes a layer of color away. Um, from your clothes so I don't use any softeners pretty much at all now I mean my my towels sometimes oh my god they can stand up they're so hard <laughs> um but I I mean I do use them for them the odd time when I when I remember and um, depends what Leinster jersey has gotten caught up in the wash and um, but you know cashmere and then lay it flat it's really important on to a lay towel. it flat on a towel. towel yeah but you should I was speaking to 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 Catherine about this in Johnson's and 
she said, you should get six really good wares out of your cashmere. Now, I wear a thermal underneath, nice. so I, I I suppose my thermals prevented my skin yes, being on, all my skin yeah. being on the cashmere. But you should get six really good wares out of it before you need to wash it. And actually, just when you mention your thermals there, is it Uniqlo that you get those from as well? I can't, yeah. Yeah, I get the Uniqlo gilet that I wear under all my um, blazers and coats because, yeah. um, especially if I go away for a weekend, it's a fold-back gilet into a v-neck. So you can't see the, um, yeah, you can't see it when, when you've got a blazer okay. on um, and it's, it, it folds up. I had it last week in Amsterdam, it folds up into a tiny mm-hmm. thing. And then I use their um, ballet thermals, which is a low scoop thermal, a very fine one for under all okay. my cashmere. But I am, you know me, I'm, I'm constantly cold. <laughs> uh, so I don't know when I'm going to break out of that. Um, hopefully by the time this podcast oh. airs, we'll be in well, a summer dress. Actually now, Aoife, on that note then, um, lastly, what one thing would you like listeners to take away from our fabulous conversation today? One thing, Sharon. Yeah, just... I promise, I promise <laughs> it'll be one. Uh, the one thing I would say is that you know, and you and I have spoken at length mm. about this. We are all unique. And what works for somebody else mm. may not work for you. And when you actually realize that, it's not such a negative thing. It's where you go, I am fabulous. And this are, these are my legs. This is my body. Yeah. Because if we are constantly not trying to dress for other people's shapes, personalities, coloring, we're never going to feel truly ourselves. And I, yeah. I have been there where I have worn something because I don't know it was on Instagram. I didn't get a chance to send it back. <laughs> and it's not truly who I am. Yeah. And when so and, and, and the thing is that, you know, and this is kind of a, a second mini point is that a lot of people try to hold off getting dressed until they lose that half stone, stone, whatever it is. Mm. But surely you have to get dressed every day, every single day. And if you start putting it off, saying, I'll, I'll get dressed when I wear that half a stone. But what if that doesn't happen in the next two yeah. months? What are you going to do? Yeah. Because I know, I mean, I, I was saying to you last night, I didn't, have, I didn't have a great night's sleep and I woke up. And it's amazing when you put on the jeans that suit you. Suit you. When yeah. you put on the makeup and skincare mm-hmm. that suits you. Um, and you put on your, you know, your nice jacket or whatever it is you see the world as a very different mm-hmm. place. And in fact, you want to go out into the world. Yeah. Because I don't want people, I've, I have a lot of clients who say, I'm not going to something because I have nothing to wear. So, you know, when you open that wardrobe, all the options that are in there should be for you mm. and work for you and your body shape. I know I'm never going to have the longest legs, but I know I can, I can, you I can, can lengthen yes, them. Yes, you know, I, yeah. I can do that. And I know that, I am never going to have a chest, but you know what? I can buy the padded bra. <laughs> yeah. And I can, I can just, uh, you know, as I said to my friend, I could just buy it in uh, with that padded bra. So it's, it's to really, you know, it's back to, I suppose, love yourself piece. But it's amazing when I have, you know, dressed somebody in something that works for their shape. It's transformative. It's transformative. Yeah. And they let so much stuff go. I can't tell you there's a, mm. It's a therapy session in itself. Um, and I, I know Victoria, it was a big birthday this year. I'm going, this is my shape. Yeah. And I know over the next few years it's going to change, change as well. Change, yeah. yeah. Um, but once I work with it, I'm not against it. You know, so true. So true. It's just I, I get dressed every day and, and I love mm. what I wear, basically. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that, Eva. I absolutely love it. Well, look, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here, here in Cork with me today. Uh, I <laughs> exactly. I, I, I can't, time, yeah. I can't tell you, honestly. And I so look forward to our upcoming events in, you know, in autumn and before Christmas. And for those who might like to get in touch with you, Eva, where will they find you? So on Instagram as uh, the style, style Bob, and also on Facebook and LinkedIn, I'm just on Eva Duddekin because I'm saying to you, obviously do a lot of yeah. a lot of corporate events, and then you can contact me directly at style at thestylebob.com. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm always around, but uh, it's been wonderful, obviously, Sharna. Um, you know, always, always love spending time <laughs> together, and we will be back hopefully in November up in the Midlands yes, this time. Yes, Sharon has yeah. got to come all the way up <laughs> yeah. to the Midlands, um, and I'm really looking forward yeah. to that because those events, as you know, are just 
you know. Uh, we uh, have the best days. We really do. We do. And we we're very lucky with the people that that come to to see us. So, well, I tell you, I am so lucky that all those years ago as I was scrolling through Instagram and I see you twirling in your I think it was a beautiful skirt. Uh, it was anyway, magnificent, whatever it was. But boy, am I glad uh, I landed on your page, Aoife. Thank you. Thank you, Sharna. Thank you for listening to Sherna Talks Beauty and thank you to Revive Active, Ireland's number one dietary and supplement brand. If you have any beauty questions or you'd like to get in touch with me, email hello at shernamalone.ie or message me on Instagram at shernamalone.ie. And don't forget to tag me on socials, hashtag Sherna Talks Beauty. Talk soon.